Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. We've got a special treat for you today. These two people I just adore. I got to tell you, they are the coolest people on the planet. And, you know, I and, and we're going to talk about this at one point, but why is it that the coolest people that I know that I have on my podcast, most of them are from Canada and are in Canada? And I don't know why that is, but you guys have a little, little bit different take on life than we do than a lot of us do down here. So uh, Susan and Dave Kenny are with us. They are the driving force behind Amergo Academy. And uh, they are on a mission. They're on a mission from God to uh, um, bring a, a million people into their program by 2028. And um, you can be part of that if you choose to. And uh, they're they're great. They're great people. They've got a great mission and, and great heart. So thank you guys for coming back on the show. I really appreciate it. Kevin loved the show that we did before. Thrilled to be back. Thank you. And and the energy you bring. Positive Talk Radio, the world needs more of that. It really does. Um, and you're a very easy guy and a cool guy to talk with and hang out with. So I'm looking forward to seeing what we all cook up today. Yes, indeed. I got to ask you, in your mission statement, it says that you, your mission is to train a 1,000 coaches who then will go and train a 1,000 people, and that's a million. Um, when When you first came up with that, mission did you say oh, that's that seems like a lot i don't think we're gonna be able to do that or were you convinced that that was your mission and you could get yeah. that i i'll i can answer that yeah actually it's by 2026 not even 2028 oh. um and training a thousand recovery coaches with with the way that we teach the the methodology and our principles each one of them getting a thousand clients or working with a thousand families or impacting a thousand people. When we broke that down, Kevin, it actually didn't seem like enough. I thought, well, wait a minute, let's rethink this. Like we can, we can do better than that. So it's still at the million right now, but it might go up. Well, you know, what's interesting about that is because your course is an eight week program. And right. if, and, and not only that, you offer post-program support and you yes. work with these folks to, to help them really learn their craft and get good yes. at it. And I, if, if you're out there doing the math and you're going, holy jeepers, if I could impact a thousand mm -hmm. people, I could make a real nice living for myself. Right. And, and in demand. So you, coaching is a big deal. Coaching has been around for a little while now, but life coaching um, a lot, there are about 30% of life coaches do very well and make a great living about 70% struggle and, um, are very disillusioned because they can't find the business. If you're a recovery coach, you are in demand. Like there are so many options and so many places, whether you want to be self-employed or whether you want to work in a hospital setting, a recovery program setting, there's so many options. So I think that's what makes it a really unique career too. First of all, I want to point out we're about five minutes in. I haven't even said a word. That's really amazing. 
So, yeah, I've got my words in now. I've got my word quota in. So there are a couple of things. The the word recovery, everybody initially goes to alcoholics or somebody on the street corner. That is the the people who are are really struggling, like deep, dark places of, of addiction is actually a very small percentage of the vast majority of people. So, for example, studies show us 40 percent of lawyers struggle with alcohol and I'm not talking other drugs. 40%. 40%. So go go to put 10 in a room and put four aside. That's a serious deal. Right. You've got you've got moms at home struggling and and wine used to be the thing. Now marijuana is the replacement of is, is the today's wine or psychedelics and mushrooms and things like that where they're and all they're doing is seeking relief and help. So what is recovery? Recovery coaching is about helping people to unlock their extraordinary or, or realize their full potential to live a happy life to be happy and recovery coaching can help anybody yeah. with any challenge or crisis move beyond the crisis to what they want so it, one of the actually one of the classes we did a class this morning with our with our group and they reminded me of a class a few weeks ago where we were modeling recovery coaching to the class and the addiction or the behavioral problem was the, the made up fictitious problem was I like to wear my shoes on the wrong feet. <laughs> well, and as silly as that sounds, and it's supposed to sound silly, if you can coach somebody through that, <laughs> then you get the, you get the principles of coaching and you can help anybody through any crisis right. of what they don't want to move into what they do want. And so recovery coaching is, Susan's great. It is in demand and it is the largest growing in demand coaching mm-hmm. uh, place right now in the world or, or demand in the world. And you can charge more and you and you can get action because you're solving a crisis. And then the last part of this too, Kevin, you've alluded to the thousand clients we want for each of our coaches. That comes from our business experience. We've we've opened and run multiple million dollar entrepreneur businesses that we've owned, uh, and um, one of them multi million dollar business. We have the ability to bring the expertise of recovery marketing and share that with our coaches. Here's what works. Here's what doesn't work. Because we did the things that didn't work oh, for a long so, time. So now we get to just filter through that and share that wisdom with people too, which. Um, well, I, I've got a great story. There was one of our, the class that we're running through right now. She has never coached another person mm-hmm. ever in her life um, in, in this capacity. So she has a, a, a different background working with people physically. And she was immersed in a coaching situation and had the opportunity after the second class of eight weeks to be able to coach with somebody. And she said she just looked back at her notes. She followed what we had said to do. Here's what to ask. Here's what to say. Um, Part of it is it's not about you. A great coach doesn't have the answers. A great coach has the questions that will take somebody to a very deep place quickly to be able to create an awareness. and, And in that awareness, they're having the epiphanies to create change within themselves. So a coach doesn't do that. A great coach just knows how to listen very, very deeply, 
They're paying attention to the words. They're paying, paying attention to body language. They're paying attention to what's being said, what's not being said. So she got to the end of this. It was a, an hour coaching, her very first coaching. She was being critiqued by other uh, another coach who had been in the industry for 10 years. At the end of it, oh, and the person she was coaching was also a coach. At the end of it, they they both turned to her and said, the one coach said, you got to be doing this for 10 years. And she said, no, she said, you're my very first coachee. I just followed the script that they gave me and, and it worked like this. So they were blown away. They said, like, who are these people? Who are you learning from? <laughs> and but that's, that's all of our, we're, we're, we're distilling 12 years of what we did day in, day out, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we're able to teach it to, to other people and they're able to pick it up right away. So you're creating, you've created a blueprint of yes. how to do it on a regular basis yes. so that they follow the, it's, it's like, you know, a schematic. You follow the schematic. My son's yeah. a diesel mechanic and he does yeah. schematics all the time. And you just follow the schematic and you get That's the it. outcome you're looking for. That's it. And we teach people to be able to use graphics because the brain understands in pictures so instead of just talking, there's ways that they can create an experience visually for people too, which really helps somebody be able to come up with more creative uh, solutions for themselves too. So it's very interactive. So psych psychology teaches us this, that people don't resist change. Right. People do resist being changed. Right. So that goes to the statement of, you know, for all of us, Kevin, Susan, myself, and all the listeners, how much do you love it when somebody tells you what you have to do? Right. Oh my, 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 my. Being, you know, <laughs> I got, I got a time. I have interviewed over the last twenty years. I've interviewed a lot of coaches, uh, ones that are brand new, life coaches, and, and different styles of coaches. Most of them, at one point or another, they they all say, "I" a lot. I did this and I am that and I am gifted because of this and I've, I've learned. And so I can impart my wisdom onto you. And if you do what I say, she's using the, they use the word I a lot. I'm right. getting, I'm getting the sense that you don't use that word very much. No, that's a consultant, a consultant taught you're hiring a consultant to be able to come in for their expertise, to be able to create the change. A coach believes that the person has the answers within themselves. And our job is to get to a deep place quickly by asking questions, picking up on pattern language, picking up on what's being said, what's not being said. I don't go into any coaching situation with anybody thinking that I'm, I have the solution to it or that, that how my life has been is going to make any difference to them. That's not my skill set. My skill set is to be able to deeply listen and and be able to ask them in one, two or three questions something that hits them so hard that they're speechless or I see a tear or they get excited. Whatever that is, I know that we've made the connection. 
That's 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 beautiful, and that's kind of rare, isn't it, in the coaching industry? Yeah, Susan's pretty rare. She's pretty rare. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people become coaches because they think they have the answers, right? Or they want to rescue. They want to yeah. rescue people. Well, it, 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 here, here's part of it. We have researched a lot of things. Well, we've researched everything. And you can imagine psychology, neuroscience, food sciences, movement sciences, um, spiritual stuff, connection stuff. We've, we've researched so much and brought it all together. So there certainly is a formula of, 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 of a modality. It's called actualized recovery. It's the modality that we use the brain first approach that we know, not just believe, we know, we've seen, seen the results, that this works where other modalities have failed. So there is certainly, when we have people with us, there's a teaching component, but not when we put our coaching hat on. Right. When we put our coaching hat on, it is about the belief that the person themselves have some has greatness in them. Mm-hmm. Um, my example here. Is if I if I worked with anybody, we put a room of a bunch of people together and say, "Well, I've done this many times. Um, what are your values?" Mm-hmm. And what and and then after a, an hour, we get to the kind of their top ten personal values. Mm-hmm. No one's values in the room are the same, right. and they certainly don't mirror my values. Right. And now, the if I'm imposing what I think they should do, that's a that's that is a super superficial approach versus an inspirational approach so motivation and inspiration totally different motivation is a is a soccer coach in the That's sidelines cheerleading yelling and screaming yeah okay and it is it can help for a short period of time inspiration is where your soccer athlete is inspired to get up and go for a run in the morning or work right. out in the afternoon and that's a long-term shift in their life that's what we want to do as coaches is help inspire people by them finding their greatness in them and what matters to them or what is what brings meaning to their life and what brings meaning to your life. When you align with that, when I align with that, I am happier. And it's easy. It's effortless. You're being pulled towards something, not running away from something. You know, you just said something that I firmly, firmly, firmly believe. And that is, it can be easy. Um, yeah. I, I, I One time I was in a network marketing group, and there were six of us, and we were being mentored by a guy. And the guy was saying, you need to do this, you got to go do that, and this is what you do, and da, 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 da. And we were like, this is hard. I can't do this. I got to go talk to strangers. I got to do that. This is really hard. And so that went on for a couple of weeks until one of the girls, one of the ladies, she came in and she said, no, this is easy. I can do this. It's all a mindset. And I can put it together and I can make it work. All, now, of the other five of us, none of us is still with that company. She is a multimillionaire with that company. Wow. Well, because- you talk, let's apply that to the world of recovery. What's hard? Going to the gym, changing your eating habits, or, changing or your friends, changing your friends, or is waking up broke, lost <laughs> your job, lost your family. Which one of those two is actually hard? Yeah, feeling like. Mm, 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 mm. See, so bring, you got to bring perspective to this whole discussion, right? Yeah, yeah, 
Well, and and can I can I impose upon you too? And and this this will give our um our audience, I think, a little bit of a of a place of understanding from where you come from. I have a relative. He's forty two years old. He was in uh, um he's in the Netherlands. Uh, he's been there for five years. He's a computer whiz, and uh, um, says he's been sitting at a console at, for a computer for twenty years. His back is now not functional. He doesn't like what he does anymore. He's been doing this for so long. He has no idea what he's going to do. He doesn't want to live there. He doesn't want to live here uh, because of all the troubles. We so he is really in a he's a, in a deep state where he needs recovery. And so I'll I'll ask um, I'll ask his mom. Well, what's he want to do? He doesn't know. What does he care to do? He doesn't know. All he knows is that he's in pain and he doesn't like it. And I, and to the point where I said, you don't, you don't think he's suicidal at all, do you? And she said, Oh no, no, no. But you know how that goes. Um, So can, can you kind of give me, cause I want to turn this uh, tape over to her Mm -hmm. so that she can talk to him. Can you give us some, cause at this point in time, everything is black. There is no light anywhere in his life. So I think it's the I think it's a Buddha. You're going to help me with this one, who talks about um, people, especially in West Western cultures, people chase money and wealth mm. and success at the expense of health for decades. The Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama. Thank you. I knew you'd help me out with this one. And <laughs> and yet at the end of it, Sugal. then they spend all of their money to get their health back. And so th- this isn't about his, his profession. This is about balance. That's what this is about. And I, we've heard it from every profession you could imagine, from, from minors to, to doctors to lawyers. You don't understand it. And to car, we, we work with car salespeople, people who own de- multiple dealerships. You don't understand. It's part of the cultures to go hard. Mm-hmm. And but it's in every culture. No, it's not. Not everybody <laughs> does this. So um, we've also worked with uh, Snapchat, um, the software company. We did some consulting work with them and their engineers. And these engineers, it's all they do. They sit at a desk and these guys crunch things. Yeah. Their brains are amazing. And yet they were finding that their performance was lacking because they weren't taking care of their wellness. Mm-hmm. And that's what actualized recovery does because the opposite Susan Long said this, the opposite of of somebody who's struggling for any reason, behavioral issues, um, you know, maybe addicted to work issues or any other thing. The opposite of that is living a life of well-being, which brings work and body and spirit and connections all into a state of balance. Now, the question, if you're having to ask the question, what does he want? That's a tough place. Because that, that tells me right now, everybody else wants him to change, but he's not ready to. Right. So there's free will and there's free won't. When the moment when he goes enough, I'm, I, and even if he says, I don't know what the heck it is I'm looking for, right. but I'm going to make some shifts in my life. Then you have somebody who is, who is receptive to moving forward. So you can't tell somebody to change. Remember, people don't resist change. They re- resist being changed. So there's um, Dr. Phil 
I don't often quote Dr. Dr. Phil, Phil, but this is a really good one. It's a good one. It's he has the four stages of readiness for change and, and they are brilliant. Anybody can Google them and look them up. The first one is that you're compelled by authority. So this could be um, you're going to jail or you're going to do this or your boss says either you get help, you do this, you you have a, a reason. So it's not this was presented to you and you have to make a quick decision about which direction you're going. The second is that you have people that want you to change and you you change to appease them to get them off your back, right? Like, I, I don't want to hear it anymore. Fine. Like family. Yeah, I'll I'll change. Or a wife says to a husband, that's it, right? We've hit the last straw. Either this happens or this happens. The third stage of readiness is that somebody has an awareness. They're not maybe quite there yet, but they, they know that they need to change. They just maybe don't know the direction. They don't know about a coach, they don't know what it is that they need, but they've got an intrinsic awareness. And then the fourth step is a stage of readiness for change is when the person is like, that's it, no more, I will no longer tolerate this behavior in myself, whatever it takes, I'm going to do it. Even if it's hard, even if it sucks, whatever it is. So when you look at that scenario, Kevin, you've got right now, it sounds like the relative that you're talking about is still in stage one or two. Yeah. And so <laughs> it, it makes it really challenging. Not that it's impossible, but that's when you're really dragging somebody and you're telling them what to do. It's not intrinsic for them. They're not the ones that are coming up with the answer. And we even say this to our recovery coaches you have to evaluate in working with somebody which stage they're at and you have to be very direct in this saying look like you gotta have skin in the game here it's it's not going to be me creating your life you have to want something different than you have even if you can't envision it right now that's what i can help you with so if that helps at all kevin the the four stages of readiness are are for change well that, help, really that helps that's good for family members yeah to see where somebody that they love is the if somebody says i, I want to change so somebody says i don't want to smoke anymore mm -hmm. here um, here's some here's some practical steps okay what do you want what well, i don't want no more smoking okay what do you want i don't want to buy any cigarettes anymore no more they're still <laughs> focusing on what they don't want right right so I don't want back pain. Well, what do you want? Mm -hmm. I, I want my I don't want my back hurting anymore. What do you want? Mm -hmm. And the and the moment you shift your mind and mindset to what you want and have an anchor on what you want and why you want it, weight loss is a great example. Most weight loss programs do not work. Mm -hmm. And because people go, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, and there's no anchor, there's no why. Mm -hmm. So a great one could be, I want a date. You know, I want to have intimacy. Um, I've got a reunion coming up. So all of these things. I, I don't want to die alone. I don't want to die alone. That's so, a that's a big intrinsic motivator. And, and, and so now what do you want? If you don't want to die alone, what do you want? 
So you see, you see the difference of the two? And what do I want? I want vibrancy. I want health. I want I want um, love. I want a connection. Love. And now, all, now the more you focus on what you want, the more apt you are to take action towards that. So what you want versus what you don't want. And listen carefully because most people, their pattern language is what they do not want, which is a brain issue. And I can, I can get into that. It's the evolution of our human brain, focusing on the negative, not the positive, like your radio show. It's, it's brilliant because the, 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 there's a switch there. And the, and the switch is rather than lament the fact that of what you don't have, decide mm -hmm. what you do want, and then go for that, whatever it I, is. I just want to note at 2440, he just said it was brilliant, my comment. I just want that noted. <laughs> oh, Lord, so, we're going to have to make the George just, I'm going to save that. That'll be the quote we're going to put on social media. That's brilliant, Dave. Um, it is. And, and if you can convince, well, no, you'll never convince anybody of anything. But if yeah. you can, if you can help them realize it themselves, that he he, why is it that so many people in our world, and this is why your work is so important, so many people in our world come into it with a, such negativity. Oh, I can't do that. It won't work. I've got to make a living. I hate my job. I've got to, I've got this golden uh, handcuffs on and I can't get rid of it, but I can't do anything about it. And, and I can't, I can't, I can't. How, why do we do that to ourselves? Because it seems like a lot of folks, a lot of folks do that. You want this one? Because it's a good one. <laughs> I got yeah, this. I know one. you just I can feel him vibrating, Kevin. First of all, there's something called woundology. Carolyn Mace writes about this mm -hmm. in a book, why people don't heal and how they can. And Carolyn Mace mm -hmm. writes something about this term called woundology and how people identify through their traumas or their pain stories. And it's called trauma attraction. People identify their life based life based on past. And that allows people also to be a victim. So there's something called Carpman's Triangle. There's three thing, three parts to this. There's a victim, there's a rescuer, and there's a bad person or bad thing called a persecutor. And the victim, once you get this, well, the victim has three clues. There's three clues when you hear somebody blaming, complaining, or justifying. If someone is blaming, even if we are. Tonight, if you go home and if you're blaming, complaining, or justifying, you've, you're sitting in the victim chair. And it's a powerless chair, helpless. helpless chair, where you're blaming everybody. It's not my fault. It's my parents' fault. It's uh, We had a client once who was in his 40s, said his whole life was a shambles because when he was three years old, his parents had another child. Oh, I mean, he was, he and was his, his life would have been amazing, amazing. if his... And he, he actually liked his little brother, but he said... If if I had just gotten to stay the youngest child, everything would but have been amazing. Get get the it's not it's not grounded in reality, obviously, but this story has worked. Mm -hmm. And so it stayed with him. Why has it worked? Because he's he has no no accountability, no responsibility, and somebody in the family kept rescuing. A couple of people kept rescuing him, which leaves him in a victim. So the negative stories you're talking about are typically victims who uh, control relationships around them emotionally. They're the, mm -hmm. the victim actually is the one in control of all the relationships and everybody else is spinning around trying to keep the victim happy. 
Right. And yet that's the worst thing to do because you perpetuate the problem. Right. So the opposite of that, and you're one of these people, you're a hero. You're a creator. You have risen above that where you know you're responsible and you're accountable. Extreme ownership. Extreme you, ownership. You take extreme ownership and live independent. And, and that's the opposite of the drama. Here's another clue. Blame, complain, justify, or a life filled with drama. If someone's filled with drama, just in your head, you can go, oh, they're playing the victim card. Mm -hmm. They're living in this drama triangle. So we can send you, we can send you an ebook on this one. This one's amazing too. The three clues to um, um, victim see. mindset and how to kick it to the curb. Kevin, you if any of your listeners want our ebook, that that is the title of it is um, the victim mindset and how how you can kick it to this the is, curb. This is it's black and white, but uh, it's right here on my desk. Three keys to identify anyone with a victim mindset and how to kick it, how to help them kick it to the curb. Ten now, is that, is that on your website? You just mentioned. Is that on your website? Uh, no, but I can send it to you. No, nope, I'll send it to you, and and but, we'll make that available. That 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 would be a, that would be awesome. Because what you just said, I got another story. It's amazing how many stories when you start thinking about it, you can come up with. My mother-in-law was adopted. She was born in 1930, and mm -hmm. she was adopted her. Uh, adoptive father paid $5,000 and brought her home. Um, and for her entire life, I'm adopted. Nobody loves me. I, my mom left me. And that was her mantra. So mm -hmm. her husband, trying to keep her happy, ran mm -hmm. around doing all these things, just trying to, and she was using it for her family. She used it for her friends. She used it for everybody because she could mm -hmm. then, that became her badge of honor that mm -hmm. nobody loves me because I was. And, and the moment she says that, what is she expecting? A new friend that she's just met. She, she meets somewhere to launch says, you know, I'm adopted and no one loves me. What's, what's the response? Somebody like that's looking yeah, for if your own mother doesn't want you. Oh my gosh. What's she, what's the response at the lunch table she's looking for? She's looking for uh, um, somebody to, to feel sorry for her. And, exactly. and, to, and to appreciate the fact that, oh, you poor dear. I'm so so here's, what, that that here's what's happened now at the lunch table with the first person. If you meet it at an equal level, it's just changed. She, yes. she, the, she is now in control of the relation, the emotional part of the relationship. And no matter what your trauma story is, it can't beat mine. I was given up at six months of age or whatever it was. Whatever you went through is not as bad as me. I win. <laughs> Right. And, and that's and the technology connection and, and, and it keeps she, you stuck. And, and she wasn't and, smart enough to do that all by her. This was just her, her natural thing that she did. And, and so she was stuck until the day she died. She died at 86. Yeah. Well, except what happens is children learn these stories and children see it and they learn it. And when they learn it, so let's say I have, forget about the adoption one. Um, a little boy, I have ADD, ADHD. Can't ask me to clean my rooms on my fault. I have ADD, ADHD. <laughs> well, so like mm -hmm. at what point do you, we all have challenges and issues. Mm -hmm. At what point do you say, yes, you've got some challenges and issues, but you've got some amazing strengths. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's interesting. Susan, I'm sorry. I interrupted you, and I apologize for interrupting I do it all the time, Kevin. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I was going to say, Kevin. I don't know what I was going to say. It'll come back. It'll be quite (laughs) But you know what's interesting about about all of this is that things happen to us that we incorporate into our lives. And I was like down deeply into this work when I discovered uh, one time when I was a kid, when my mother said, "Clean your room every Saturday, clean your room." She said, "I'm going shopping. When I get back, I want your room cleaned." So I got industrious and doesn't happen often, but occasionally you decide you want to do something. And so I cleaned my room. I cleaned my room so well, I vacuumed under the bed and did all that stuff. And then I put the vacuum away. So she comes home and I say, can I go out and play now? She says, no, you have to clean your room. I said, I did clean my room. She didn't even go in there. She, I said, I did clean my room. And she said, no, you didn't. And I said, well, what do you mean? She said, the vacuum's put away. (laughs) in my house today i do not have a place to put my vacuum away (laughs) um oh there's so much kevin oh oh boy so a couple here's a couple things for parents (laughs) Uh, and i wish i'd known this did done this when i was a, a parent of younger kids a lot of parents of younger kids use timeouts when their child is right. is acting out or when they are emotionally frustrated and they're at their wits end. You know, you know, go to your room. You got a timeout. It's actually the worst thing to do to a child mm-hmm. who is who is having a you know emotional outburst. The, from the brain's point of view, what you've done is set the brain on a loop. So whatever they're freaking out about, it continues and it continues and it continues and it spirals and spirals. And of course, now they're going to tell them, them their little brains a new story or another story, and and the truth is going to get lost in all this, and this is going to go on. Well, then if we can't do a timeout, what do we do? Go outside, shoot basketball, go for a bike ride, Physical. get on your skateboard. You have to move your body. Yeah. The moment you move your body in time, in five, ten minutes, you will change how the brain is functioning. And now you will have, instead of up to your room for 20 minutes and dad's going to come, mom's going to come talk to you, give them 20 minutes outside and then yeah. wander outside. You will have an absolutely different child on your hands and you're going to have a deeper conversation and you can actually have a connection with them. So it, it, there's a there's a brain tip. So, and here, here's the science behind that. So if you think about, we're animals, human beings are animals. But if you think about things in the wild, if somebody has, um, let's say you're being, an, an antelope is being chased by a lion and it's fighting, fleeing for its life. So there's that emotional energy. And then one of two things is going to happen. It's going to get killed or it's going to survive. If it survives, what you'll find the animal does is it shakes. And the reason it's shaking, it's resetting the nervous system. And we humans don't do that. We go from a meeting to something else, to something else, to something else. So you're you're accumulating all of these emotional things, all of these feelings. You know, my boss is an idiot. I I was embarrassed in the staff meeting. And then you're on to the next one. What happens if you move your body physically, and this is where breath work comes in, 
This is where fun and basketball can come in, even just going for a walk, um, a bike ride, anything. Anything to actually physically move the body will help all of that process. And, in and for children, this is so important to get them to understand. So Kevin, physiology drives psychology. If, if we can remember that statement, the physical body drives the emotions and drives the mind. So if you can incorporate more physicality in, you won't feel like that pent up energy emotionally either. When are you going to write a book on parenting? Whoa, Whoa that'll have to be the next one. We've, we've done, we have done, we've done a classes. lot of parenting classes. Yeah, we've done classes. We've, there's, yeah, we've, there's boundaries. You want to go? You want to go into that one? Oh, yeah, let's go, baby. Yeah. we got we got so much to help parents with too. So, all right, I'll, I'll go. I'm going to go there. So, the the <laughs> challenge that especially today is most parents want to be a friend, and they lose mm -hmm. the hierarchy of a family. The family right. structure must have a hierarchy, and if it does not have a hierarchy. The child will fight to take the hierarchy. Yeah. And the hierarchy, the hierarchy doesn't mean do what I say or else. That's not that's not what a hierarchy is. A hierarchy is just if if you have a dog, like I love dogs. The dog usually attaches to the, the human owners because that's the hierarchy. There's safety, there's love, all these things. So yeah. a family must have the hierarchy. And part of that, the number one job of a parent. Get this, people. The number one job as a parent is to create an independent child, an autonomous, autonomous child, autonomous. That's able done to make their own decisions safely. So, from a young age, you're creating the opportunity as parents for the child to understand what your family values are. This is what this family stands for. This boundary and that boundary. So, here's what's okay. Here's what's not okay. And then there has to be a consequence to whatever that boundary is. So uh, we had a great story. There was a young woman, <clears throat> family had a wine cellar. Um, the kids all know that they are not to go into that wine cellar. She was 17 years of age. She was making a very, very special dinner for her um, boyfriend. She took a bottle of wine knowing the consequence and actually wrote her parents a note afterwards saying, here's what I did. I know that there's a consequence um, to the actions. And the parents, when we heard this story, were actually laughing and, and they, they did enact the consequence. There was a consequence, but you know, you're doing a great job parenting when you've already laid out the ground rules and then your kids get to decide if they're going to, maintain that boundary or if they're going to blow through it so another a simple example is a somebody you know a 17 18 year old and they're born in the car 16 year olds born in the car and for whatever let's just say the parents say you got to be back by nine o'clock and the discussion in advance is if you're back before nine you get to use the car again mm -hmm. if you're back after nine o'clock for any reason that you don't get the car for the next Let's say a month, yeah, say a week, whatever. Let's say a month. The though. family gets to. Let's say a month, and then if the child is back, you know, some some praise. Hey, how's your night? Okay, great. Yep, and they get to use the car again. If they come back late, forget about Billy or Janie and driving them home and all the all the stories. There's no excuses. Doesn't matter. And then when they come to you a day later or two days later and want the keys, well, what happened Thursday night? 
Did you come back by nine? Well, no, I blah, blah, blah. doesn't matter. Doesn't so matter. talk to me in 30 days. And it stops the punishment, the argument, and you engage the child in the consequence in advance. Don't do it with emotion. Do it before the events. Yes, we'd like to share our car with you. And here's the things before nine, after nine. If you don't come home by nine o'clock, what do you think is fair? Get the child, the teenage child, to be involved in that. And then they have the right to make a choice. And, and if they choose to come home late, you don't talk about it, you don't yell about it, you don't demean them, you don't shame them. It just happens. Right. And it changes the energy of an entire family while teaching your child about boundaries, consequences or result, and greater autonomy in their life. And boy, does it change a family. If you can just teach people to be on time, that would be <laughs> a great thing for humanity, I can tell you. Yeah. Well, the people who are consistently, you know, we all have things happen, but people right. who are consistently late, we all have them in our lives. It's a selfish act. Mm -hmm. That's it. Period. Yeah, they Full don't stop. They don't value anything but their time and themselves. They don't value others. If it's continuous, it, it happens to all of us occasionally. But, but you know what? Your well, your your point is well taken because um, I think I told you I may not have. I don't know. Uh, that I drove a bus in Seattle for 12 years. Yeah, mm -hmm. you did. Yeah. One of the rules is if you're 59 seconds late for your shift, you get written up, you lose your shift, and they send you home. That's it. 59 seconds. Now yeah. it's clear. Everybody yeah. knows this. And yeah. there, there were people in training that if they were 59, <laughs> it was so funny because they would close the door to the training room <laughs> at, at nine o'clock in the morning. Poof. And then somebody would come knock on the door. Ding, 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 ding. Mm -hmm. Supervisor would go out and say, I'm sorry, can I help you? He said, well, mm -hmm. I'm in the class. He said, you were in the class. You're no longer working mm -hmm. for us. And that taught, I mean, that was a great big lesson to everybody. I worked there for 12 years and was never late, not once. Um, so people yeah. who are habitually late, it's an interesting, there's an interesting question. How many airplanes have you missed? <laughs> and most times I've ever asked this, it's zero. Mm -hmm. And here's why they're zero. Because, Kevin, they understand there's a consequence. They don't get to go on their trip. Mm -hmm. And there's no one. It's not. It's a non-negotiable. If it leaves at 10, 12 in the morning, it leaves at 10, 12, and I have to be here at this time. It's a non-negotiable. That's, that's what I mean by bringing this parent to a parenting thing. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. It's a non-negotiable once we sign off on it. And you'll find that people actually live more freely and happier understanding this. So it's it's amazing how many people are late for everything, except they can make it to the movies on time and they make it to the to the airplane on time. Our daughter gave me the best compliment. Um, growing up, we had another little child with us, and that child stood up in the van and took her seatbelt off while I was driving, and I just said, "You have." like moments to sit back in your seat and put that on. And she started to kind of do one of these. And my daughter looked at her, grabbed her by the arm. And she, and she said, no, she is not one of those one, two, three moms. It is do it or not. <laughs> like something bad will happen. And the little girl that was with us went, oh, and sat down and put her seatbelt on. And that was it. Like, 
it, the structure is so helpful for people, yeah. but it doesn't come. Here's a threat. Here you go. Car home by nine o'clock or else. Yeah. And then they come home and that's a, don't, please don't parent from a place of threat or intimidation right. or fear. A parent from a place of love and, and understand the value system from your family that you're going to teach your children every single day based on not what you say, based on your actions. Mm -hmm. So if you say no more car for seven days or 30 days, you don't get it. You, you, as a parent, you can't go back on that. Yeah. It's done. So it's your right. actions that speak to the children or the teenagers or even the young adults, not your words. And it goes back to that triangle that we talked about too, Kevin, the victim, persecutor, and rescuer. Quite often in families, the children know which parent is the rescuer and which parent is the persecutor. And then they position the parents against each other and then they watch the sparks fly, right? Or they know which one. So the parents first have to be very, very together, whether they live in the same home or not, whether this is a, a family that has um, two separate living, the, the best thing that you can ever, ever, ever do for your child is to have commonality in your decision-making as parents and that the child can't triangulate in between the parents. Even if, even if you don't like your ex-spouse, even if you don't like your current spouse, it's you're, you're doing a disservice to your children if you're allowing them to live in that drama triangle. You know, times are so different now than they were when I was, because I'm, I'm like much older than both of you, um, but... Uh, I'm 91. <laughs> okay, I'm 127. Uh, <laughs> But the, the the thing, when I was growing up, uh, I grew up in the 60s and early 70s. And mm -hmm. when I was growing up, my, my father worked for Nordstrom. He worked six days a week, and he worked very hard. He didn't want to hear from children. He didn't want to talk to children. <laughs> he wanted to be left alone to do what he wanted. I, there were many, many, many. I got known for being thrown in my room, um, <laughs> which accomplished two things. Number one, I learned how to be by myself, which I am today. <laughs> and and uh learn how to be creative as far as uh things to do and stuff but they would never ever go into my room after they threw me in my room for like two and i were talking hours and it wasn't minutes it was like several hours and but nobody ever came to my room and sat me on the bed and said this is why you're here and this is why we would like you to this is the behavior we would like you to stop so right. that you don't end up here again and so i never knew and so we, it was a game we played he'd throw me in my room i'd stay there until i got really bored and then i'd go upstairs and i'd say dad i'm really sorry i didn't mean it and he'd say you look at me and go i don't think you're sorry enough go back to your room so i'd go to spend another hour in my room and then i'd come back and go dad i'm really really sorry and but i had no idea what i was sorry for yeah. That was the disconnect that they had. So, and and it's parenting because uh, we, we all went through it. It's parenting like a prison guard where you're sending them off to solitary confinement. Exactly. Right, like that's prison guard parenting. Instead of engaging, like you said, and and if you create the boundaries beforehand, and this is what we're advocates for, is the family collective 
gets to describe like these, this is what this family stands for, right? This family eats this kind of food. This family goes to bed at this time. This family is kind. Um, and you get everybody buying in, then it makes a very cohesive, very different family. So Kevin, our, our experience with families came um, as a result of more than the 12 years running our residential programs, decades we've been in schools, mm -hmm. but it, certainly in the recovery program, and this applies to our recovery coaches program. Everything we're talking about yeah. applies here. Um, and, and ultimately, when parents are telling, which is a sign of rescuing, when you're telling your child what to do versus asking them what to do, you're creating a greater dependence. Mm -hmm. And your job as a parent is not to create a dependent child. Your job is to create a child that is autonomous, yeah. that, that has the ability to make decisions. And sometimes they're going to be good ones and sometimes they're going to be not so good ones. But understand there's a consequence to both. By the way, if I go to the gym every day, there's a consequence. If I eat donuts every day, there's a consequence. This is a natural law, which our, our society right now is trying to say there isn't. But there is. This is a natural law. There's a consequence to every action or inaction, whether you like it or not. But a parent's job is to create more independence and autonomy at any age. Mm -hmm. A six-year-old, even though you want to tie their shoe, or five or whatever age it is mm -hmm. now, even though you want to tie their shoe because you're in a hurry, the more you do that, the more dependent they become right. versus allowing them the independence of doing that. Um, so it, and that applies at every age level as we go through this. Then we run into their teenagers and young adults and adults and parents call and say, we don't understand why Janie or, or why Billy is struggling so much. And that is that is how much it behooves us as parents to 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 you like that word. Yeah. I don't even have that written down. That was a good word. It behooves us as parents. To, to really understand what our role is. Our role as a parent is frustrating. It is. isn't about just the shortest approach. This is thinking about what you want your child to grow up and be. There's a, there is somebody, uh, we've heard somebody that say this, uh, you, you, you know what? You want your kids to be liked by other people. Right. Well, that comes from them understanding values. That's Jordan Peterson's 12 rules for... Um living but one of them is raise children that other people like yeah. and i think that's so valuable oh it, it is indeed by the way ladies and gentlemen we're talking with susan and dave kenny and go to emergoacademy.com you can find out all the information about their work and what they're doing you know you guys are really talented at what you do um I, I really I really appreciate both of your skill and your understanding of human nature. Um, right. And you're working to and you're working with the brain to help rewire that and 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 to do things for to help people do things for themselves that they wouldn't otherwise even dawn on that it's even possible. And we didn't even talk about that, but that our approach is not shame based. Mm -hmm. Our approach is that when somebody is struggling, they don't want to. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, oh, my gosh, I really want to fail today. Or I really want to disappoint my wife or husband or my boss or my kids. That 
isn't normal. So we've got to find out what it is that isn't working so we can create the life that you do want, right? And there's no shame in that. And we know that the brain, the physical brain drives behavior. So the first place that we look is how the brain functions. And, and, and Kevin, we've talked a lot about recovery coaching and the impact we can have with families and individuals in the world. That's impact. That's really important to me. The other part of being a recovery coach is freedom, epic freedom, financial freedom, location freedom, time freedom. All of these resources are of limited supply because recovery coaching is, is in such demand because you're solving crises for families who then will pay to solve a solution and have a better outcome. Uh, that that you're able to bring it's, it's it, I love this work because I'm able to bring impact and live a freedom lifestyle and that's what we offer for coaches who are interested I just want to get into the website it's emergo e-m-e-r-g-o e-m-e-r-g-o academy.com there's a great free uh, quiz it's called um, mm -hmm. um, uh, discover your coaching superpowers and it's and, and you'll begin to understand like if you if you're thinking do I can I be a coach go take mm -hmm. this quiz it's based in positive psychology um, and it'll help people understand their their strengths and their their kryptonite oh she loves that so you, kryptonite yeah. don't know yeah oh. we we actually in just a few questions you'll be shocked at how accurate this is and it's important for a coach to to identify their strengths and their kryptonite to help people. And what's great about recovery coaching too, you have no overhead. Like you, you are, you are the skill. It's, you don't need to have anything other than yourself. I am. Yes, I am. I am the skill. And you guys are brilliant at being skilled. And we've, we love of all the things that we loved it when we had the recovery program, we loved working with people. We loved having our team. It is tenfold to be teaching it. Like I am just. And, and let me give you an so example. Excited to, to, to have another coaches. minute here, Kevin. I know we're. You probably... got all day long. We don't right, have good. to go anywhere. <laughs> I thought we were up on the wall here, but the our our current class has and has a, a medical doctor out of Jersey. We've we've got a reverend. Um, we've got an RN. We've got, we've got a nurse. We've got a clinical psychologist in our personal class. Personal trainer. Couple personal trainers. A Entrepreneur. Re retired military. Yeah. Um, a farmer who wants to to turn things into a uh, a wellness retreat. Um, we have a chef. We have a stay at home mom. So the re and, and it's a very mature audience. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have to be, but just happens oh, to and be. Two energy workers too. We have oh, two, that's right. two, that two amazing energy energy, energy yeah. workers and all of them want to learn how to connect at a deeper level with people and how to make a great living at, at doing that. So there's yeah. a they're a very motivated group. Um, there's no there's no education required prior to joining us. And the result is you get an international certification. And I underline that we're international certification recovery coach and we have two accreditations one is nadac it's the largest association of addiction professionals we're an education provider and so it's not just us saying nope. you're accredited at the end we actually have independent bodies and, and nadac well has us coming to their national conference in october to speak there about our methodology um and another one is actco which is the association of coach training organizations in the uk and we're in canada 
And believe it or not, I've spoken to two universities in the United States this week about, um, and they've both reached out to us this and week. Integrating our program into their both are university. Both are private universities. One is a, one's got an enrollment of around 50,000 students. So they've reached out to us and a smaller private university, about 5,000 students. They've reached out to us about um, working together and maybe incorporating our teachings into their program. So this is booming. This is huge. And the first person that changes, we're, our current group, we're not even at the halfway point yet. And we met with everybody this morning. They're all sharing their transformation stories. Like they, You can't help but change when you begin to learn how you actually change. So all of them, one woman said this morning, she ended a 30-year friendship because she realized that it was totally in the victim triangle. So we taught that she evaluated the friendship and said, I'm done with that. So those are the, the changes happen. Good for, good for her because she'll mm -hmm. never get anywhere. But now that that friendship has ended, it opens up the energy for a new, better friendship to emerge. Yes. Yes. Which is yeah. really. We have. Um, Kevin, we don't want anybody to ever feel forced once they sign up. So we have a 30-day full money-back guarantee. You sign up, you get halfway through the course. If it's not for you, if you say, no, this isn't for me, there's no questions asked, um, you're fully refunded. We, 100%. we want people that are really going to be into this that we can nurture and work with as a community moving forward. You know what that means, don't you? That you you can offer a money back guarantee because you don't have anybody asking for a money back guarantee no, because no. they like what you no, do. No, we have a hundred percent retention. Yeah. Now, but there may be a time where life happens to somebody, oh, sure. and oh, sure. and we also want to take. I guess the the whole reason for that is this is how we'd like to roll. Yeah. In in signing up with a course in education, as much homework as we all do, there's the what if. Yeah. Well, what this removes this removes the what if and. If in week two something happens, somebody gets sick in a family or anything else, and yeah. and even though you intend to do it and you can't for family or life reasons, that's okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll grandfather you into the next class, or we'll refund your money. Whatever you you get to decide to uh, you, you want. Uh, this is not a. Uh, it's just removing the risk as much as we can while being responsible business owners. You know what the other thing that you guys are doing? You're building a cool sense of community. With yes. the, yes. in the yes. class, I'm willing to bet that there are relationships from past classes oh, that yes. have gone on for a, for years yes. and have become very important to those people. Yeah. That's yes, a sense of community, much. and that's part of the thousand coaches that we want to build together. Uh, and and part of that is also we'll be building a community for people just to come um, a couple times a week if they want virtually and online as in groups. Um, and have our ourselves and our coaches work with people to overcome their personal challenges. That that'll be something that'll probably be free for just community members if they're seeking help. And the AA, the old broken AA methodology, doesn't seem to work for somebody, and they want a brain-first approach. That's what we're building as well. I'm working towards building a community for Positive Talk Radio. Uh, oh. Would you would you be willing to come? And if we 
publicized it and be willing to talk to this this group of people. It'd be a Zoom call. Hundred um, percent. We're in. Uh, I would love, I would, I would love for you guys to do that because I'm, I'm so fortunate. I get to meet some of the most incredible human beings on the planet, and you're two of them. Thank you. We feel Thank, the same way, Kevin. I, I'd be honored. Yeah. You know, if if I got emails from a group like that, or if I was on social media with a group like that, whatever platform that is, and something popped up that is from the positive talk radio spirit, mm-hmm. I will stop in my day and take a look at it. That's how how much um, what you do is is in alignment with us. Yeah. So yeah, the answer is yes. Well, well, yippee do. <laughs> that would <laughs> as, as soon as I get my act together and and to figure out how to do that, and I will. But I intend to do that because what I what I continue to discover over and over, and I'm I, apparently I'm not that bright because I, I hear it over and over again, is that we need to develop a sense of community for people and around the world. And it can, you know, it can cost 10 bucks, it can cost nothing, and we can, you know, whatever we do, but we're building a community of like-minded people that can, that can then go out and make positive change in the world. And, and you're able now to do that anywhere in the world, not just in Seattle. Yes. And, and that's, the, that's the power of what we're doing today, all of us. And when people know that there's a group that they can be connected to like that, the other stuff doesn't, it can't, it can't influence you as much anymore, right? It's overwhelming if you think that you're the only positive person and you hear all of this other drama that goes on. But if you have a group and you know that there's other people that are like-minded like you, all of a sudden, you're seeing the world in a different way. You really are. You're, yeah. and, and you can help. It's, it's that, you know, penny doubled every day thing. It, it, you can yeah. help more people all the time and uh, can, can live your life. Because I know that you guys know this and feel this way too. But one of the things that I'm so concerned with is that on, when the expiration at the bottom of your foot happens and it's your last day on the planet, I don't want anybody to have any regrets that there are things in their life they just didn't do. Yeah. Agreed. So hurry up and get that uh, community going then. Uh, you've inspired me. You've inspired me to get that get that going. Um, I really appreciate having you guys. Now, you're an hour ahead of us, right? So it's time for dinner. Heck yeah. <laughs> Dave went shopping right before we got on the show. Grass, grass fed, grass finished. Uh, extra lean ground beef. Gonna grill that up with mushrooms, onions, and all that. And then we have, we have, we don't eat like this often, but we have gluten free chips, cassava chips, and we're gonna make homemade salsa. Siete is the brand. So we're gonna make amazing. some nachos, dairy free nachos, and they are amazing. They're fun, crunchy. I love them. And so it's a guide meal tonight. I'm in charge. Move over. <laughs> well, and you know what's fun about that is that you guys work together all day. Then you go home and you cook together and you watch TV together and you interact all the time. And you're yeah. st- and both of you, it d- doesn't appear like you have any bandages on or anything. So you both have survived it nicely. No, I'm good. No, I'm good today. today. <laughs> we actually have a doghouse downstairs. We have a, we have a five-level home. It's not a doghouse. It's the a very suite. lowest level. We built a suite down there. And I, I joke with Dave saying, if you ever tick me off, you're down in the doghouse. So, so far, 
he we don't even know if the bed is comfy down there is he just hasn't been there yet <laughs> how long have you lived there and you haven't been down to your basement 2021 december of 2021 so he is he has been on amazing behavior <laughs> I, don't, I, I do don't want to say. I actually want him to try out the bed like I you're so welcome to go we, down anytime <laughs> you're welcome well, well, before we go I want to uh give both of you the opportunity to tell our anything that we haven't covered or anything that I've missed uh anything that you would like to tell our audience I'm gonna I give the floor to you you're up because I want to think about it <laughs> I can't think of a darn thing, Kevin, that we haven't already gone through. I I think um... I can. I got one. We're gonna play this game, all three of us. You ready, Kevin? Okay. Sure. And I know it's your show, so I'm not taking over your show. But here's what we do. Yes, you can. I give it freely. So, all right. Emergo is a Latin word, which is our company name. Emergo is a Latin word. It means to emerge or to rise above. It's the Latin root for the word to emerge or to rise above. So we play this game every now and then is one thing that Susan, myself, or you, and we'll let you go last, give you time to think about it, one thing we commit to do in the next 24 hours in our life, an action to rise above in our life. What's one thing that you commit to do, Susan? Oh, what? What? Well, if it was just a little bit long, I'm doing a hot yoga class on Saturday morning. No, nope, that's not within that doesn't the 24 fit. hours. No, no, see how she's trying to bend the rules already? In the next 24 hours. Um, I have, uh, we're writing our book. We're just about finished writing the book. So the biggest thing that I need to do right now is, um, to get the editing done. So tonight while Dave's making dinner, I get to do some editing and tomorrow I have pockets of editing, which means that the book will be done faster to write. Thank you to rise above tonight after dinner. And I will do the dishes too. I'm self-cleaning, ladies. Just, just saying. He's so well-trained. Just saying. Kevin, you have no idea. And so after after dinner and dishes, um, I we're going for a walk. Well, I'm going for a walk. I hope you join me. So there, there you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna move my body before I come back to my office because there are things I have to do in my office tonight. So before I do that, I'm gonna put my body first and move my body. So one thing in your life, Kevin, that you commit to do for the next 24 hours, which is one thing, could be little that it will help you rise above in your life is going to put together the uh, Facebook group program for positive talk radio and invite the world. Come on. Woo! Serious? Yes. Okay. I want to, I'm, I'm, I'd love to be, <clears throat> excuse me. I'd love to be the first invited. <laughs> you, I wouldn't, I would love to have you both. And, uh, um, That's not well, what I said. I would like to be first. Okay. I, well, you, you, well, no, you're, you like you're second. Better, See, it's, it's Susan okay. and Dave. It's not Dave and Susan. Well, it can be Dave and Susan if you want to. Uh, no, it's you, always Susan and Dave. I, I, I prefer, actually, when I write her name, I prefer to put Susan's name first because socially it's so much always the other way. And I want to value my wife. <laughs> and you are a smart man, I must tell you. Um, it's Ladies, a, we could have a whole coaching program on this. I, so I had a friend. Sisters who, can reach out. First of all, if that if you do that tonight, that's amazing, yeah, that's Kevin. Incredible. Like like, let's go back to that. No no kidding aside, that's a monumental step in not just your life in communities around the world. So 
I champion your your vision there. Because here's I'm, here's what we say: you don't know the the people that are waiting for you to be the light for them, and you creating this Facebook page for people to come together and have a positive place to connect and feel like they have community. You have no idea the light that people are waiting for right now. Oh. And in, in my country, in, in my country, it's so needed right now because it's, it's a mess down here. <laughs> you guys are... It's a mess everywhere. It's a mess everywhere. Se everywhere. Seattle itself, your community has gone through hell and back. Yeah. Hope, probably still trying to get back. But all communities, especially, um, I believe, in the Western world have gone through that. We have here in Canada, um, we had trucker rallies to try and fight for Canadian freedom rights. Mm -hmm. uh, it goes on and on. Uh, so I don't, I'm not going to get political. Awakening. I'm not going to get political. It's, it's, I, hang on, let me finish it. It's not political. It is just that there's a lot of tension in both countries here in uh, North America. And uh, so to have a positive talk radio that's not political, you're not espousing, or espousing any you know, mindset. Let's talk about life. Let's be positive. Man, the world needs that. Yeah. We just need to live together in peace, unity, and harmony. If we can mm -hmm. accomplish that... We can do anything. Here's the thing. There's more in common. We all have more in common than we yes. don't. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care what color you are. I don't mm -hmm. care what language you speak. She with cares some... who I sleep with. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... Kevin was meaning a little <laughs> higher than just... I'm you. sorry. I just yeah. came... Like, it just... That's know. all right. I haven't dated anyone in 43 years. So, I'm. you know, this is... This, anyway. Um, but I, I believe that we are all capable of... You heard it, ladies. He's single. <laughs> Positive. I'm funny. Mine. I'm single. God damn you. Oh. I'm I'm irreverently single. I, I'm cook? Yeah, well, I was I was in the restaurant business for 25 years. Okay, ladies. You might want to join his new Facebook community. Exactly. And then then I can bring people like you. That's see, that's what really stokes me. Is I want to be I'm the I want to be the conduit. I want to be the one to bring people together and then to put you and them in the same room and say, go for it. Um, and, uh, because that's you, you guys are helping the planet and, uh, and that, that's all we can, that's, that's all. An, that's a mindset of abundance that you yes. have. That's a, that's a mindset of abundance, not a, not a mindset of fear or limitation or competition, a mindset of abundance and, and, uh, connecting people bring, it sounds like it brings meaning to you. It does. It does. Because I, Dave, I got to tell you. When I do these shows, even no matter how I feel going into these shows, I am energized, uplifted, and positively motivated by them when I'm done with them. Um, I am. It's Beautiful. I feel the same way. I am. We finished last week and today. We, I can absolutely resonate with that. When we're finished teaching our classes, I, I'm pumped. They yeah. are so. We never know where it's going. Um, we have a curriculum people share so many insightful, deep things that, um, yeah, it's a gift. That's how, you know, you're on the right journey when mm -hmm. you're, when, when you, when you complete your day and you can put your head down on your pillow and you can say, damn, that was fun today. Yeah. I had a great time. And, and the fact of the matter is, is this conversation 
that we've had is going to impact somebody who's going to listen to it down the road. And, and it's up to, it's up to whoever's up there. It's up to them to decide who hears it. I just want somebody to hear it and to sign up for your course, because if they, if their heart is in the right place, you can give them the tools. And the cool thing is it's a blueprint. You're not creating it from scratch. It's a blueprint. If you follow what you say, it will be successful and they will be successful. Yeah. Our our analogy to that blueprint is we'll give you the recipe. Our coaching is please just follow the recipe, follow the scripts for a while, both marketing scripts, coaching scripts, follow them for three or four times, five times, and then begin to put your flavors and your spices in it it and make, and begin to make it yours. But, but don't deviate that from that till, till you get the fundamentals in. And as much as we all want to be independent, you got to do it a couple times for the brain to really get the rhythm of where we're going. Yeah. That's how that's how detailed the blueprint is in our coaching program to help people excel. We want people to excel. And and then in time, sprinkle in your magic dust and your spices and make it great. <laughs> yes. What's interesting about that is I work for a company called... Um, Garcia's at Scottsdale. It was a Mexican restaurant company. There were six restaurants in the Seattle area at this time. And uh, they had spice packets. So we would get spice packets and there was a recipe of how you chop this and you put that in and the spice yeah. packets would go in. And so theoretically, everything always would taste the same if you went to Linwood or you went to Tacoma. But we had different cooks. So each store had a different cook who was creating the the and so each no matter how we tried each store because it was being created by a special person in that store it tasted slightly differently even though it was designed to be the same that's how that's how i think your program will work for folks that's what we say about our coaches is you're all going to attract a different type of clientele you're all going to do different things but there's going to be a thread in how you approach it and you said it at the very beginning it's not i i me me this is totally focused on the person that you're moving we look we we want the client to be the hero and well, well they are the guide they they are the hero but, but most coaches don't get that the yoda to the luke skywalker that's oh. what you are am i yoda or luke <laughs> you get to be a luke 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 and I'll, I'll be i'll be yoda do do not the try wise, the wise one there you go yes we, that yes. was part of our teaching today yes it was she put there a is clip no in. Such thing as try you either <laughs> do or do not exactly and boy you know I, this is one of the longer shows we've done and i've enjoyed it thoroughly but i i you've got to go cook now young man yeah i'm excited bless you young man <laughs> Again, we've been talking with uh, uh, Susan and Dave uh, Kenny. Go to emergoacademy.com. That's E M E R O, your G O, academy.com. Learn all about the B. And by the way, when you go there, you can begin your own journey of creating a different and special life that not only will impact your family, but will impact your community and those people around you. It's that important. Uh, do you agree with that? Obviously, my, 
Mic drop. That's it. No more. Mic drop. <laughs> if you wait right there, I'll be right back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.